Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. That's what it is. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper. It's time for TSS Fantasy. (laughs) Somebody bust out the Listerine. Let's get the introduction started. We got a busy show tonight. We got the doc waiting to come in. We got Shane Barrett from the Red Zone Redemption Show. Lots of good stuff to talk about tonight. It's been a busy week. Let's get the intro started. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Yes, sir. TSS Fantasy. Let's go. It is our first waiver wire Tuesday. Can you feel it, guys? Can you feel it? I can hear it. I can hear it. it. (laughs) But, guys, it's waiver wire Tuesday, and I love it. We get all of these injuries pile in, which means we get new people to recycle into our lineups. It's just a fabulous time. And while you are enjoying this episode, go check us out at tss.com. We are now running a – Giveaway for a CJ2K signed football. Thanks to our boy, the Jester, over there who got it for us. And uh, all you got to do is hit that subscribe button on YouTube and you get entered into that giveaway. So why not do it? It's very easy. Press the subscribe button, click it, whatever you want to do. Just don't ruin your computer so you can watch CSS Fantasy. Nick, you see what you started here with this, you, you know, stealing my little intro. Now everyone gets wants a little piece of the intro. Let's welcome it to the studio, Nick. You got Flander and Macaronis. Wow, I got a I got a close up of Freddie's lips I never wanted to see. I got to hear some words out of Justin's mouth I never wanted to hear. What's next? Holy crap. Uh anyway, yeah, it is uh Tuesday and it is the first waiver wire day after Week one, and can you hear the panic in the air? Can you hear the panic? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Well, we're about to ease your mind tonight. We're gonna we're gonna set your minds right. We're gonna get you relaxed. We're gonna we're gonna put some worries to bed, and we are gonna lull, lullaby you to sleep and wake up and feeling good in the morning about your waiver wire picks. Sit back, relax, let yourself go, and welcome into the studio, Freddie the Jester Reyes. Yes, I am here today after a great weekend of football. <laughs> uh, follow me at TSS Jester. Uh, I need uh, about 300 more followers to hit that 5,000 mark. Uh, thank you for coming out today, guys. We love everybody, and let's have put on a good show. Let's go. Like Justin said, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. CJ, 2K football waiting for you. Just hit subscribe. That that simple. Also, don't forget to visit TSSFantasy.com. Our rankings will be up. Tomorrow, I even tried to get mine in. I just couldn't get it done because I and then I know these slackers didn't get it done. So we'll be up tomorrow. So you'll want to check that out. We'll be talking about that tomorrow night show as well. Also, <laughs> Freddie doesn't even have any rankings, so we ain't even worry about. It. Also, on a napkin. Don't forget, go to Underdog Fantasy. 
hit the promo code TSS. We'll double your deposit up to $100 because we want to do all these things for you. And I just don't understand why, Nick. Because we are the fantasy show of the people and, more importantly, because we can. The people. He stole all right, he, you, did, you took Justin right out of the intro. I mean, come on, guys. I thought we were ready. I thought we didn't even ready yet. <laughs> That was the worst audible of all time. <laughs> That's up there with the butt fumble. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I I, I kind of equate that to running out the clock to to kick a a, a world record field goal. I mean, that's kind of what you equate that to. All right, we got a lot to talk about and a lot in the news, and a lot of it has to do with injuries. So, what do we do when we got injuries? Call in the doc. Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand. It's Dr. Miller's in the building, thankfully so. We definitely need a little doc in our lives. There are so many injuries going on, my friend. Welcome into the studio. Thank you so much. It is wonderful to be here live with you guys. Coming up on tonight's house call, we have bad news for the commissioner's TSS listener league team. <laughs> okay. All right, you got me all scared. I was like, wait, who in the dolphin? Something got hurt? <laughs> <laughs> all right doc i'm gonna just let you in on it because like i said we got plenty of and my since you brought it up let's lead right into it how about dak prescott breaking that thumb go ahead and bring it up let's let's know what's going on yeah so the official word on prescott is that he's out six to eight weeks this is a very conservative timeline for this thumb fracture and so briefly we're not exactly certain where in the thumb the injury has occurred there's four bones it could be, but it's likely either the proximal phalanx, this bone right here, or the first metacarpal right at the base right there. Again, not certain yet, even though he's already had surgery. Had his surgery on Monday, September 12th to stabilize, again, either the proximal phalanx or that metacarpal base. Now, he's not going on the IR. Medical expert Jerry Jones said it could be four weeks before his return rather than six to eight. But I've got to say, if they're saying six to eight weeks, there might be more than just a couple of screws that are going to stay there. There may be a pin that needs to be removed at four. So stay tuned for a little bit more injury. But this official six to eight weeks timeline uh, certainly sounds like it may be longer than the owner has planned. So, yeah, you're definitely not betting on that four. I mean, we talked about this earlier um, off air. And look at what happened with Russell Wilson last year. I mean, he could end up being, um, you know, Russell Wilson 2.0 with his injury to his hand. He tried to come back too early and then struggle the entire most of the, the most of the year. So, um, yeah, very big news um, in Dallas. And like you said, it's very interesting that Jerry Jones is now diagnosing and when this player is coming. <laughs> really interesting to say the least. Um, all right, let's go on. Um, talk about another big injury with Eli Mitchell. Um, and what do we got going on with him? So this was a nasty hit on the outside of his knee. I was watching it again right before we went on air, and I'm sitting at my dining room table, and I go, ooh, I mean, this was brutal, right? So out. Eli Mitchell's out, placed on the IR. He's going to miss eight weeks with an MCL sprain. Now, the MCL, the medial collateral ligament, runs north-south on the inside of his leg, and it's supposed to keep the knee from buckling inward like it did. Didn't do its job right there. Again, on the IR. Going to miss eight weeks, but let's call it a win for Eli Mitchell personally that it was just his MCL and it's not worse. This could have been a season-ending ACL injury. Oh, absolutely. Um, let's go to some guys that not on, as major injuries, but definitely with some concern. How about Najee Harris? Because we were talking about him, obviously, prior. We had you on talking about the Liz Frank injury, um, being it was just a sprain, but definitely looks like he's struggling a little bit. Uh, what, do you, what do you got to say about Najee? So official word going into week two is that he's questionable. So to rewind a little bit, Harris missed four weeks of camp with this Liz Frank or midfoot sprain. So if we picture the foot like a bridge, the Liz Frank region is the peak of the bridge right at the top. So you wouldn't drive over a bridge if the top of the arch wasn't working well, if it wasn't stable. That's what he's walking and playing on right now is a less stable peak of the arch of his foot. So he exited week one's game. Now, 
I was really cautious about Harris. Listeners to this segment know I passed on him with the eighth pick in the first round because I was worried about this Liz Frank injury. He played. He exited week one's game by limping off the field after re-injuring the same foot, left the locker room with a boot, and is now officially questionable for week two. If you listen to Harris, he says he's playing this weekend. But Coach Tomlin isn't so certain saying Harris has to practice to prove his readiness for the weekend. Coach Tomlin saying Harris did not re-aggravate the Liz Frank region, but I'm skeptical of that claim. So there's some commentary now, some initial commentary, he won't play for three to four weeks. If you're a Harris owner, it's not time to worry yet, but we're close to that point in the season where you should be worried about him. Well, we're talking about waivers in a minute. We'll be sure we'll be bringing up some names there. Also, um, I, I kind of screwed in my lead in. I wanted to go from Dak Prescott to Chris Godwin because we were speaking about people getting rushed back. That's where I went, and I totally messed that up. But let's get to him. Talk about Chris Godwin being rushed back. And look, he's back, back in the uh, injury news. Yeah, so listeners to this segment know I was not hot on Harris starting week one. I also was saying Godwin should have started the season on the IR. He was rushed back. He was officially questionable for week one, but he played anyway. Bucks did not consult me in advance of week one. Maybe they will in advance of week two. So played anyway, sustained an injury to his ACL repaired knee, a hamstring strain. At best, this is a grade one, but you think about the anatomy of the hamstring, it provides dynamic stabilization to the knee in the same direction as the ACL. So even though it's a different tissue injured, it's doing similar functions at the knee. So we're presently seeing reports about Godwin that it's good news it's not his ACL, but at the very best, it's still a grade one hamstring strain. At the worst, it's evidence they rushed him back. NFL Network's reporting today that he's going to miss, quote, some time and expect him back by week number five. He's currently listed as questionable, but that's overly ambitious. Don't expect to see him on the field in the coming weeks. All right, and more um, irrelevant uh, fantasy perspective, Keenan Allen um, looks like he looks like hurt his hamstring. Now, I did hear today it seemed to be kind of good news coming out. What have you heard? So official word is that he's questionable, but realistically they got a short week, right? So they're playing Thursday. Um, I, I don't see him playing Thursday. He didn't practice on Tuesday. So even if there's just a grade one hamstring strain and he has this week off, He does have some time to rest before their next game on the 25th. That game's against the Jags, so he may sit then too. But the official word is questionable for Thursday. Don't count on it. It's not going to go. And what about Mac Jones? Went down to America's team down south, got his back broke. What you got to say about Mac? (laughs) The official word again is that he's questionable. Dealing with back spasms, this is nothing new. He underwent x-rays after the Patriots lost to America's team there, Commissioner. Um, there's nothing remarkable on the x-rays, but that doesn't mean he's not hurting. It doesn't mean his back isn't spasming. Let's look out for Wednesday's report to see what's happening. Let's look to see what happens later in practice this week. It's too soon to uh, predict what's going to happen with his back. For sure. T Higgins and concussion protocols. Not much we can really uh, comment on there. We're basically just going to kind of wait and see, see how he comes back from that. Um, Pat Mahomes, however, it looks like he hurt his non-throwing hand what do you have to say about Mr. Yeah, I don't see this being an issue is non-throwing hand like you said he should be good to go for Thursday don't see this affecting his uh his week or his season unremarkable awesome Awesome. Alvin Kamara also on the list looks like he's got some rib issues but again looks like some bruising so we're kind of it's kind of a touch and go questionable thing Listen, at the end of the day, we know these guys are going to get shot up and put the flak jacket on. Alvin Kamara will be just fine. Um, anyone else you got on the house call tonight? I think that's about it. But unless you get something. All I got for you, Commissioner. I want to make sure if I missed anything. I appreciate it. Doc, we appreciate you being in tonight. Lots of good information to, you know, we, again, we're going into waiver wire. So we got to know when these guys are coming back. We appreciate you being here, and we'll see you next week. See you then. All right, guys, we got it. It's waiver wire time. Let's bring in our guest, Shane Barrett. Shane Barrett, welcome into the studio, my brother. What's up? 
I love it. That's the way. That's the way you come into TSS. <laughs> All right, so we gotta again. It's a busy show tonight, and listen, I'm feeling a little froggy after week one. I think we we gotta get a little battle going on. It's champs or chumps night. We're gonna debate some waiver wire targets. Let's get it on. Let's get ready to rumble. Thick do you think I am? I mean, I know I've never stood up around you, but and only because Caleb looked like he's in Grandma's kitchen, I'm gonna give this one to Mike. So Caleb, for just right now. Hey man, just want to let you know that sometimes you gotta shut the fuck up. Jason, that's not how you treat guests, bro. Hey. <laughs> Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Champs are tough time. Let's get it on. Let's start off right off the jump. We're going to get a uh, champ argument here from Shane on Carson Wentz. Let's hear what you got about Carson Wentz, Mr. Shane. Okay, first off, this pains me to my core because Carson Wentz sucks. <laughs> Nick, so you're, you're, su- you're sucking up to the judge, I see. <laughs> no, I just truly believe he sucks. But his matchup this week, if you're streaming quarterback, especially in 1QB leagues, is nice. If I remember correctly, it's Detroit. They just got carved up by the Eagles. Uh, Wentz is a better passer than Hurts. Not by much, but Wentz is a better passer than Hurts. And with the way that Wentz played in week one, um, I'm not ready to say that he's back to his MVP level of 2017, but I'm willing to at least pick him up off of waivers, especially if I'm a Dak owner, um, if I'm a disappointed Matthew Stafford owner. Something like that, and I'm willing to go start Matthew or shit Carson Wentz this week um, because he's got a juicy, juicy matchup. There's nothing wrong, nothing wrong playing the matchups. That's what I always say. Justin, give me the argument for Jameis Winston. Uh, yeah, so Jameis Winston, I mean, he's been one of the most consistent guys since going into New Orleans. There's something about Pete Carmichael and um former coach uh, Sean Payton that really has kind of like turned him into a good passer. Um, last Sunday, they needed to come from behind and he pulled them out of it. Uh, went for 269, two touchdowns. Uh, here's something for you guys. Since becoming a Saint, he's only thrown three interceptions. That's crazy. Ooh, that is crazy. This is a man who threw three and a zero on one season. He's only <laughs> thrown three since. So I'm going to go with Jameis Winston here. I think he's a good uh, QB2 in this one. Um, yeah, I'm just going to stick with the guy who's been consistently throwing two touchdowns and zero interceptions. Why not? Heard that. Oh, that's all he's got, Nick. Who wins round one? Well, <laughs> when his biggest argument is, well, yeah, uh, I think <laughs> – 
And Shane comes out with, well, Carson Wentz sucks. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, render a good decision on that. I mean, you feel me on that? But I think Shane came out with, uh, with uh, better stats, um, better, better uh, scenarios. So I am going to go with Shane. All right, right, man. Good <laughs> job. Maybe you're monologuing a little too much. Whoa. Whoa. Let's you, go. you want to meet me outside? <laughs> no, because you kick my ass. <laughs> I'll meet you outside. I'll meet you inside. I'll meet you any side. Let's go. A little, a little smack let's, talk. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> my, my counterpoint, even if I if I had lost that, was going to be, was it really Jameis Winston or was it Michael Thomas that brought the Saints back? No, that's a cold I would, ass. I would say it's a, mix, it's a good mixture of both, but that's that... why you have a quarterback to wide receiver, right? That's a do you want Taysom, you want Taysom Hill throwing to, to Michael Thomas? Absolutely not. I want Taysom Hill exactly. to cut. All right, going exactly. to round two for the <laughs> running backs. Um, I'll go with – let's go with – we're going to go to Justin's side first, kind of switch it up a little bit. Justin, give me the argument for Jeff Wilson Jr. Seattle Seahawks defense gave up 100 yards to Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, and they weren't really even trying to run the ball. <laughs> Russ was trying to have himself a night with 300 yards over there. This is a team who allowed Javante Williams to go for six yards of carry, and Melvin Gordon almost went for five yards of carry. So now you got a team that wants to run the ball first, foremost, and to the utmost. San Francisco is going to run the ball, and Jeff Wilson's going to be the main horse behind that. Look for him to have a big week this week. Probably going to have another 100-yard week, but I don't know if it's going to last. But for this week, it's going to be great. All right, so Shane, I want to make sure I read this correctly. Ty Montgomery is Okay, what... this yeah, was that's... correct, <laughs> but this was before he was placed on IR. So if you will allow me, I'm going to pivot to Jalen Warren. <laughs> All right, that's perfect, perfect that's pivot. Great. Go right ahead. Okay, Jalen Warren. Uh, I'm feeling mu- so. This was actually my pick on my show, Red Zone Redemption. We I recorded last night, episode posted this morning. Um, this was my pick, and uh, my main point when I initially picked him for that show was Najee Harris was injured. Then we got some news. He's walking on a boot. He's feeling a little bit better. And then I just listened to House Call with Dr. Miller. And if you are a Najee Harris owner or if you're just a jackass, you need to go pick up Jalen Warren because he's the number two on this depth chart. They are going to want to run the ball, even with their crappy offensive line, to where it's they have to run the ball to take the pressure off of Mitch Trubisky and eventually can he pick it i don't know if we'll see him yet but if they're going to be competitive and not just have him bombarded you got to run the ball jalen warren's number two on the depth chart he's moved up there from the beginning of the season or from the preseason i'm going jalen warren instead of ty montgomery who's on ir <laughs> good switcheroo appreciate that nick what say you around two uh, i don't even think that there's a that there's even contest here i think uh Justin takes it with Javonta Williams because, again, he's proven. He's he's done the job. Uh, even though uh, Warren looked good in camp, uh, that was camp. It's not real games. So I'm going to go with Justin. Yeah, it was Jeff Wilson Jr. Just <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on to round three. Uh, boy, these are these are some interesting receivers. I'm glad you guys picked these picked these here. Um, let's say you, Shane, we'll go to you first on this one. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, buddy, let's go. Okay, um, y'all are going to laugh at me. I get made fun of all the time for being a Mr. Three Teams. I had three favorite teams until this year. My favorite team is now the Carolina Panthers. Screw the Cleveland Browns. That being said, Jacoby Brissett, quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, peppered Donovan Peoples-Jones with 11 targets. He had six catches for 60 yards. I think he's the clear-cut number two from a passing game standpoint in this offense, and Jacoby trusts him, and there's my take. Mm, likey, likey, Justin, what say you? So oh, my Shane, bad. Sorry, did, my bad. Did this, did this game, <laughs> did, this, did this past week have any bearing on your decision? <laughs> no, it was extremely painful. <laughs> Very painful. Uh, I, I, I just, I, I, I just gotta ask: Were you a Baker fan first? Sorry, sorry. Yes. Yes. 
There you go. I there saw Jacoby Brissett last year. I, yeah, I, I wanted nothing to do with that. I Yeah, so I, I, I feel for you, man. I, I know how that goes. All right, I didn't set you up, Justin, properly. On to your argument. Curtis Samuel, I like that. Nothing about Jahan Dotson. We're not talking about Jahan Dotson as two TDs. Talk about Curtis Samuel here. Give us the argument. Well, Jahan Dotson's actually rostered in quite a bit of leagues, so I think a lot of people figured out that he might be good. Maybe it's the first-round pick status. I don't know. But Curtis Samuel, a lot of people left for dead because he's been hampering some injuries the past two years. Let's go. Four rushes for 17 yards. Eight catches for 50, 50, 55 yards. 55! For all my fantasy football fans. And then a touchdown. This guy is going to be like another Samuel we all know. What's his name? Hmm. He was the number three wide receiver last year. What was his name? Oh, that's right. Debo. <laughs> He's going to be used all over the field. And I, I'm all in on getting him involved in all over the field. And like Shane pointed out, it's Detroit. It's going to be an easy matchup. Let's go. Just do, do me one quick favor, Justin. Please don't ever sing 55 again. Nick, what say you, my friend? <laughs> and stop promoting our and stop promoting our competition on our podcast. Holy crap. Oh, we're listening. They are not our competition. <laughs> For, more like friends of the show. Maybe one day more, come on our show, more, please. More like, <laughs> never been on the show. More like Do we never, know them by even name? No, never even notice us ever. <laughs> Let's move okay. on. Who is so, um, Justin, since you actually brought data rather than, than the feelings factory, uh, I'm going to go with Justin on this one. The feelings factory, he Whoa. says. Ooh, hit him where it hurts. Plus, right, that, uh, Shane said he was a Baker fan, so uh, that's uh, that's an automatic yeah. loss. Let's go to off. the tight end position. Um, so some interesting ones here. Let's go to Justin first on this one. Tyler Conklin, give the argument there for him to be the big pickup this week. Yeah, he was actually a win for me this past week. Um well, I started him in DFS because he was really cheap and I could load up my team with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and all those guys. So um, he went out, he got a touchdown, four catches, 14 yards. Doesn't sound like much, but old man Joe Flacco, old concrete feet, old whatever statuesque <laughs> guy, he's always going to be looking for the first guy that comes across the middle, and that's going to be Tyler Conklin. Mm, I mean, I, I like it. I like it. You're not wrong. I actually like this one a little better. Shane, Gerald Everett. Give us the argument why he's the big pickup this week. Flanders, just go ahead and give me this W. Um, Gerald Everett, his quarterback is better than Justin Herbert. He had same amount of targets, one less catch, uh, 40 more yards, and a touchdown to score 14.4 points in PPR. And that's all I have to say. They're also going against the Chiefs. Um, it's going to be a shootout. I I really believe that Everett is going to be a benefactor too of the Keenan Allen injury. So mm, I mean, again, not wrong at all to say that one. Nick, what say you? Who is said Victor for round four? As much as of a Gerald Everett fan that I am, uh, no I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go with Shane on this one because uh, yeah, they're going up against the Chiefs. He's got a better quarterback. He just he just wrapped it up in a nice little bow. Uh, chain takes the round three. All right, I haven't kept count, but hopefully we're tied right now. So we are. It's round five. It's all tied up. It's crazy how that happens, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the big defensive pickup of the week. Let's go to. I think we're going to Shane first on this one, and this is about easy as it gets. Tell us about the Bengals. Um. All I have to say is, did you watch Sunday Night Football? The Cowboys' offense was a nightmare. And that is what happens when your owner and his son don't know what the fuck they're doing, pardon my French, and are, like, trading guys away in the offseason for offensive line and wide receivers, specifically your quarterback's best and most uh, targeted player, Amari Cooper, and then bringing in guys that are backups or rookies on other teams to try and supplant those or replace those guys. The Bengals' defense is going to tee off on the Cowboys' offensive line. It's Cooper Rush. It's not Dak. (laughs) And the only passing threat, I mean, you've got Dalton Schultz and CeeDee Lamb. 
and then nothing else. So they're going to be able to key in on those two guys and the run game. The Bengals are going to dominate this game, and it's going to start on defense, just shutting down that offense. So I can't say you're wrong at all. Justin, what say you? Give me the argument for the Vikings, Steve. Yeah, so, I mean, Shane took the Bengals, which obviously was the real pick there. But I went for a team that I looked at and I was like, okay, you went out there, you shut down Aaron Rodgers, you had a really good game, and you pretty much took the entire offense out of the game until, you know, last quarter. Um, I I think that you're going to surprise a lot of people. I don't think Jalen Hurts is really that good. Um, He's going to face a real team this week, and – uh, Minnesota instead of Detroit. I mean, a team that actually has a defense to put up anything. So I think that maybe we see a couple interceptions in this game, maybe a few sacks. And I think, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, Minnesota is my low budget team to go with. All Drop right, an F bomb, Shane. Uh, Fucking all asshole. Right, Nick. You are are the judge of the said segment. Who is tonight's winner? Well, I liked both arguments, but I am uh, looking at the schedule, and I'm going to go with Shane with the Bengals because not only they got Dallas this week, they got the Jets the following week. And as far as Minnesota, they got the Eagles this week who just put up 38 on Detroit. And then, and then they go to um, then then they go to Detroit. So I am going to go with Shane. Yeah, hey, Detroit's going to be good this year. I mean, they're not going to be good. They're going to be highly are. competitive. Right. Yeah. Well, again, this is waiver I mean, wire. Shown they're good. This is waiver wire for this week. So Justin definitely didn't know the assignment. Shane, congratulations! You are tonight's winner. And we know what Justin is, don't we? So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. All right, let's kick it to our silent but deadly partner over there in the the corner, Fred the Jester Reyes. Talk about your waiver. And by the way, yeah, there you go. Talk about your (laughs) waiver. Well, um, I've seen him personally. uh, Hopefully I pronounced his name right. Devin DuVernay. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of noticed something when the Jets actually did play good for them two quarters. Uh, They put their best cover man on Mark Andrews. And Rashad Bateman had the second corner. So I've seen DuVernay consistently uh, running the the goal routes. And he had, what, four targets, four receptions, uh, 54 yards, but he had two TDs. So if if, if, uh, Lamar Jackson is going to consistently go to him, I think you could do – it will be in your best interest to pick him up on the waiver wire if he's going to be the actual second – second or third receiver. I think he's going to be consistent all year. Um, The other one would be O.J. Howard. Um, I always talk about Davis Mills. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. If I'm Houston, I'm going to build around him, see what I got with him. I mean, yes, Brandon Cooks had 12 targets and I think eight or nine catches, but who else was there? And maybe that's his guy, O.J. Howard. I mean, every time they were in the red zone, it was two targets, two receptions, two touchdowns. If it keeps happening like that, hey, why not take a flyer on O.J. Howard? He is probably the second or third best receiver on that team. And if Davis Mills likes him and is going to throw to him, you might as well pick him up. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, definite two touchdowns is something to take note, but also two targets is something to take note as well. So, But again, if we're streaming tight ends, he might not be the bad option. We've talked about it all year. There's always someone who emerges out of the woodwork and is your guy, so he might be that guy this year. Nick, what say you? Who's your waiver wires this week? Okay, uh, my waiver wires this week, I'm going to discuss about uh, Josh Palmer, and I'm going to discuss Tyler Boyd. Uh, first one, we're going to go with uh, Josh Palmer. 
uh, in his one game without Keenan Allen in the game, uh, he had five catches on seventy on seven re- receptions for six six yards and touchdown for for thirteen points. So uh, again, he may be a solid way, waiver wire pickup this year. And as Shane was saying earlier, Everett might benefit. Um, they got a special connection uh, with Herbert and Palmer. They Palmer, um, sorry. Herbert really likes to throw to Palmer, so that would be a good waiver wire pickup. And the other guy is Tyler Boyd. I, I mean, he he was the number one. Now he's the number three. Uh, he's had two. He's three years removed from his uh, three consecutive thousand yard seasons. He's gotten in the end zone uh, last week. He got six six yards on. Um, no, sorry, 33 yards and, and a touchdown on five, five receptions. It's just going to elevate. Uh, concussions, man, you don't want nothing to, to mess with those. And if, if at best, uh, Higgins is going to be a game time decision. So again, me not being a doctor, but I, you know, little, I know a little bit about concussions. Um, he's going to be a game time decision. He'll be, he'll be in the protocol. So pick up Tyler Boyd. All right, let's go around the room real quick. I'm just going to kick it to one of you on some of these guys that, you know, looked uh, obviously probably aren't rostered in a lot of leagues. I could be wrong, but let's go. I'll go to our guest first. Shane, are you rostering or making a a waiver claim for Marcus Mariota? In one QB, absolutely not. If it's a super flex league and I'm desperate for a quarterback, two, yeah. But I'm not, <laughs> but not breaking the bank at all. Um, I'm not using a priority waiver on him. I'm not spending more than ten fab dollars on him. Like, it's throw your your bid. If you win, great. If you don't, okay. I'm not hurting too bad. He's not believing the hype. How about Justin? I'll go to you. The number eleventh running back this week, Jamal Williams. Are you putting up a waiver claim for Jamal? Um, actually, I will put up a waiver claim. I won't put a lot behind it, but I'll put in something there because Jamal Williams has proven in the past to be a part of this offense. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, he was doing the same thing with DeAndre Swift, where he was, you know, the number two guy, but he would come in and cash in on some touchdowns. So I have no problem putting him in. Um, at the same time, you know, DeAndre Swift is very injury prone, has not made it a full season actually averages about 13 games a year. So, you know, if I have a little extra insurance on that, a handcuff on that, or, you know, somebody else's DeAndre Swift goes down and I have this guy, why not? Nice. All right, let's move on to some other guys here. How about the number 16th, Nick? I'll go to you, Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, a lot of people did draft him. Not sure how much he's rostered, um, but some, I've seen him a lot on, um, on the waiver wire. Would you pick him up? I would. I in fact have him on my taxi squad in our in our dynasty league. Um, he's a stasher because uh, with that offense, even um, Mahomes came out and said, you know, it's not going to be consistent every week. So you don't know who's going to start. And we've all discussed, you know, CEC, um, I mean CEH rather. Uh, he's not consistent himself. So uh, Reed likes to go with the hot hand in the backfield. So I would just get him. I would just stash him. Um, Fred, I would go to you on Kluwer Herbert, but I'm afraid what you'll say. So let's go with somebody that's a little more popular. How about Robbie Anderson? Would you go for claim for Robbie Anderson? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I, I don't like Robbie Anderson. Barely liked him when he was with my team. I don't believe. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I think the the hard parts of the schedule are coming up for Carolina. So, uh, and I don't really trust Baker. So I would definitely steer away from him. <laughs> about a lot of guys that um again a lot of people didn't draft but you know been consistent especially ppr shane i'll ask you how about jarvis landry are you making a waiver claim for jarvis if he's on the waiver wire yeah um <laughs> pretty much damn it we're picking his ass up <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I like this guy's analysis. It's like my I analysis. Know. <laughs> I, I, I know it's right in line with yours, Fred. It's right. I mean, he actually brings maybe a tad more than you, but 
Uh, yeah, I like um, Robbie. Uh, going back to what uh, Khalil Herbert uh, was somebody else that you might want to pick up. David Montgomery, we talked about it all offseason. We had the Chicago guys on. They said it way back when that this Montgomery might not even start. So something to take note of. It was it was definitely noted with 2.9 uh, average for Montgomery and like 5.6 for Khalil Herbert. Um, big difference. Again, I didn't watch that game. Um, and again, it was a monsoon, so I'm not really sure. It might have been a lot of situational stuff, too. Um, but again, it's something to at least take note of. Somebody I wanted to bring up with the tight end position. Um, how about I'm going to go to Justin on this. Are you making a waiver claim for Taysom Hill, the number third tight end this week? For Taysom Hill? Oh, my God. You know I love Taysom Hill. You know, I know, you know he's my you. guy. You know he's my guy. Actually, you know what? In two tight end or if I'm carrying two tight ends on my roster, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm like, maybe because that rushing upside, just like we were talking about all off season long, guess what happened? He's still rushing the ball. If you can slot him in as a tight end who can throw the football, who can rush for the football with the football and who can catch the football, uh, yeah. So I will take him as my second tight end. Not and my first, my second. And especially if you're streaming tight ends. I mean, the fact of the matter is, <laughs> the if you're streaming tight ends, why not, like you just mentioned, why not get the guy who can run, throw, pat, or catch, get, do it all? I mean, he's the ultimate red zone threat. So if you're uh, bait or hoping on that one little tight end to get you a, t- a touchdown, there's somebody definitely to take note of. Um, I would right. just like to say that yes, one sir. target, one reception, and four carries is not volume that I want, even for my tight end. Uh, I, there you go. See, we got to get a counterpoint. Eight, 81 that. yards and a touchdown. I, I love it, and he's always been a goal line back for I New Orleans. That's all I'm going to say on that one. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say on that one. <laughs> Let's and he's good go. with my two. I'm not going to start him every week. No, hell no. Well, Maybe I was about to go to Fred. Fred must have known I was going to him because he took he took off. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew it. All right, I'm going to go to you, Nick, from last night's game. Um, there's two tight ends that showed up last no. night. One in particular. No. <laughs> no. No Will Disley, no Colby Parkinson is what you're saying. That's the Heisman right there. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've basically got the forearm j- uh, shiver from uh, Josh Allen just then. All right, so we're going to take give ourselves a break. It kind of kills some of that. We'll talk about a little bit more of the waiver wire in a second. But right now we had our first visit from Mr. Maller from his sophistication station. Let's check it out real quick, Mr. Maller. Mr. Mallard here. I'm here to help you find some waiver wire pickups this week to help spice up your team a little bit. Dontrell Hilliard in Tennessee is a perfect example of someone who is going to have a role moving forward in the passing game, but also could step into the main role if Derrick Henry does go down. We saw him have success last year, and it looks like he's going to have some success this year again with some standalone value. Now we have Ty Montgomery up in New England, who is set to take on the James White role in that offense. Now without Josh McDaniels there, we'll see if they use that role the same, so it's a little bit of a risk, but if you're desperate at running back, Ty Montgomery could be a good add for you to have a little depth, and maybe a little uh, action later on in the season. Then with Elijah Mitchell going out, Jeff Wilson and Jordan Mason uh, in San Francisco are perfect ads. They're probably going to be some of the bigger ads this week. So make sure you get ready to spend some money on them because we know how San Francisco likes to use multiple running backs. Jeff Wilson should be the main back there, but Jordan Mason could easily get some run behind him as well with both of them having standalone flex value. Jeff Wilson maybe running back two value. And then with the Keenan Allen injury, we're still waiting to hear kind of what that's looking like as far as if he's going to miss time or not. But Josh Palmer should be an add anyways. Josh Palmer in that offense uh, has had a lot of hype around him this summer. He could have success anyways, and especially if Keenan Allen goes down, Josh Palmer should step up and take over that role. And to speak of that, if Keenan Allen's out, Gerald Everett should see an uptick in targets as well at tight end. So, guy you should stay away from and don't go spending all your fab on this week, though, is O.J. Howard. He's going to be the darling of the waiver wire, but leave him alone. Nico Collins, um, Brandon Cooks, they're going to get more run, more consistent run going forward. And don't forget about Brevin Jordan. So tune in next week again to find out Mr. Mallow's waiver wire pickups. And I'll see you then. 
Mr. Mallard Sophistication Station. That's how you bring it right there. He's missed his pinky ring. Ironically, ironically, Fred, it's funny how he went the exact opposite of you. Isn't that funny? All right, let's go. I think our friend Mike wanted to chime in and said, Ty Montgomery is surely your risk. (laughs) Oops. All right, so we're now we're gonna anyone I'm gonna kick around just real quick. Was there anyone I missed? I think I went through them all, but is there anyone you guys in the back of your mind like, damn, I really want to bring this guy up? Shane, go ahead. I what got one for you, Greg Dortch. All right, tell talk to talk to us. What's up? With, yeah, so with he Dorch? filled in more as the wide receiver two role with Rondell Moore being out, and obviously the uh, DeAndre Hopkins suspension. I think there's talks about Ertz also being hurt. So even if Moore is able to play in week two, I still think Dortch has some value, probably more likely as a flex play than anything, but he's available on a lot of waivers. So I'd be willing to go take a shot on him, especially if I need wide receiver help. Uh, Good one there. Justin, you got one? Yeah, Jawan Jennings. Uh, He was one of the few guys that Trey Lance was connecting with all day long. He got four or six targets, eight yards. And I mean, why not? He's a, he's a six foot three slot receiver. Uh, that sounds like money in the red zone for me. I like how you I like how you kept it in the, in the wheelhouse, so nice and safe for you. Nick, you got one on? You got one extra? No, I think I think we covered them all. Yeah, I was gonna ask Fred, but I already know. Um, I got one for you because you we didn't cover it all. How about Kyle Phillips? Um, developed in the preseason a little chemistry at Ryan Tannehill. Also had a pretty decent game last week. Somebody just to keep an eye out on. Not sure if I'd be picking him up this week, but definitely take note. Ryan Tannehill's taking note of him, so I would definitely at least take note of it um, and you know see how he goes from there. So keep that guy on your radar. Kyle Phillips, I'd say for sure. All right, Shane, you can hang out with this if you like. We're going to go into our next segment because um, this is a little fun where we kind of poke at each other so you can kind of get a good laugh at it. We're going to talk about all the things that we got wrong last week because this is this will be fun. Hope you stick around. Let, let's see. We're going to the next one. Don't you so dumb. Baby, you're so dumb. I can tell right now you ain't no good for me. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> it sure is absolutely you don't right, so, say so, <laughs> so let's talk about, when i talk about the things that we got right and we got wrong this is what i'm talking about i'm talking about our starts and sits like what what we put out there for you guys and we said hey these are the guys you start and these are the guys you sit now i'm gonna start with the person yeah we got an echo in here sorry i don't know if that's me or who that is um, I'm going to start with the person who had the most correct, and why not? Of course, uh, what do you? Who do you think it was? It's the commish. Look at what the commish. When you when the commish tells you something, you listen. All right, Kyle Murray, number nine. Antonio Gibson, number ten. AJ Brown, number seven. Dolphins D, number two. Now I was wrong on Hunter Henry. He was number thirty-five. All right, you can't get them all right. Trey Lance told you to sit him. Correct, twenty-seven. David Montgomery. We've been talking about him all off-season. Number forty-one. DK Metcalf, I figure with Geno Smith, although not for nothing. We're going to talk about that before we head out that game, at least, because I definitely want to <laughs> touch on it. But DK Metcalf actually you know, did struggle a bit, had the fumble as well. Gasicki, I mean, that's not a misprint. Both of those guys are number 55 in their perspective positions. And I said to pitch, uh, sit the Patriots D. That was definitely a lot of Homer stuff there. But, hey, whatever. It worked out for me, at least for this week. All right, let's go to the number two guy on our list and it is mr macaronis so look at this had some good ones here jalen hurts good start james connor number 15 ravens d number seven now the ones are in yellow or just kind of like they were good but you know dallas goddard outside the 12 not i don't know if i should that might have should have been red but whatever uh hollywood brown at 25 i mean he's he was a good two maybe even flex play so i gave you a little yellow on that on your sits, Jared Goff at 18. Uh, you know, actually, that's not bad. So, oh, I'm sorry. That is correct. I put that correctly. Chase Edmonds at number 31. Darnell Mooney. That was great. That was great. I literally, I was, I was like, wait a minute. Did he play? I, like, I had to go look at his stat line. I was like, what is going on? So, yeah, Darnell Mooney, not a, quite a good game. I hope nobody invested a lot in him. 
Uh, Gerald Everett, um, you you know, again, you've been uh, talking about him all offseason. He was your sit this week or sit last week. He was the number four tight end overall. And man, you said to sit your own Steelers D. They were the number one defense overall this week. Really impressive. Although the injury of TJ Watt might hurt some things. But I believe next week got a juicy little matchup with the Patriots and the back-breaking Mac Jones. This might be a good matchup, say least, when we're talking about waivers. Somebody might want to stream. All right, let's go to number three, which means our number four is a straight dumbass tonight. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait till we get there. We're not there yet. All right, so here's Fred. Um, now, there's a lot of red here. There's a little bit of green, but there's a lot of red here, too. So we Looks got like five Christmas. Wrong. We, got, we got five wrong. Um, so we got look – at, look at her start. So it's next week, Fred, when you tell somebody to start someone, I don't know if I'd listen. Matt Ryan, number 19, Alvin Kamara. Now, again, we talked about his ribs being injured, so that might have played a factor in, in, into his performance a little bit. Um, last night, man, you were you were all in. Corton Sutton, number forty, and Noah Fant, number thirty-three. So definitely, and you got you didn't even give me a defense. I mean, I don't even know what to say with about that. All right, let's go to our to your sits, Trevor Lawrence. Okay, I mean, it's not like you were you were you were <laughs> anything we didn't know. Robert Woods, you've been right about him. Like you've mentioned him, and everyone was kind of high on him. So that was a good call there. An even better call. This was a great call. Kyle Pitts, you had a sit. I was surprised. I was like, Kyle, against Atlanta? Sure enough, number 36 tight end last week. So it was pretty impressive. James Conner, 15th, though. So your sit there, not quite accurate because he was a pretty decent play last week. All right, let's go to our very own fantasy Jesus. Let's look at this particular guy. All right, so he's got the same amount wrong. However, not as many correct. So we got Eli Mitchell. We know he got hurt, so he was number 58. Cole Command, I don't know what happened there. I guess the monsoon, whatever you want to say. I mean, and the funniest, funniest one is this guy was such a Barkley hater. Number, numero uno <laughs> this week. Oh, my goodness. Michael Thomas, another guy on his comeback tour. He puts George Kittle doesn't even play. I mean, come on. Um, now, correct is Kirk Cousins. Great game, number 12, so definitely by there. Like I said, Terry McLaurin, you had to start. I mean, number 20 or so, yeah, he'd be a good wide receiver two range, so not going to beat you up for that. And then you had the correct Matt Ryan at an absolute sit, so that was good as well. So for this particular week, like I said, I don't have any like award or anything or anything to give out. But of course, you know, we got our we got our usual thing we can do for our boy. Wait, wait, can I can I dumbass? Dang So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. So I'm going to say one thing. I was sitting George Kittle when he didn't even play uh-huh. a bad thing. Now, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. At least I How is it a good thing is my that. question. Listen, we are a because show. Because I told him to sit, it, not start. Right. I think people can pretty much decipher to sit George Kittle if he's not playing, though, Justin. So i don't not really sure it was the greatest advice. But to be play. fair – this was done a while before he was actually told that he was not going to play. Was it? Yeah, Friday. He was still a go, possibly Saturday. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. All right. All so I'm going to say, all I'm going to say, it should have been a void. You're done, you done defending yourself. I, I would have played the other song. I would have played the other song. He's cool story, bro. Hey, listen, <laughs> we can name the award the, the DNS award. Don't know shit. Nah, all right. I like that's that. Fair enough. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right, listen. You know it's a you know it's a game of numbers. That's why we made the show because everyone's guessing, right? So next week, yeah, I did good this week. Guess what? Next week, I'll probably be the guy. It's just the way it rolls. No big deal. Let's real quick touch on last night's matchup. Obviously, what an exciting game. The Seahawks somehow pulled that shit out. I just can't even believe it. Um, Seventeen to sixteen. I'll talk about the stat line real quick. Let's. I'll even just start with the Seahawks because Geno Smith again not didn't blow your doors off, but 195 yards and two TDs. Ship a little bit of nimble, nimble running with six six carries for 14 yards. I shouldn't even say nimble. That's not the correct word. Um, Rashad Penny, 12 carries, 60 yards. I mean, the running game wasn't all that great for them last night. 
Um, he also had two receptions for seven yards. Receiving-wise, though, I mean, uh, DK Metcalf, he had a good PPR night, seven receptions, but he went nowhere, 36 yards. Um, you know, again, not much on, not much in the air. Uh, Colby, again, the two tight ends, Will Disley and Colby Parkinson, they were the guys last night. Three receptions for Disley, 43 yards and a touchdown. Parkinson, same, two receptions, 43 yards and a touchdown. So the yards and touchdowns were all the same. Um, let's look at the Broncos side of things. Everyone was beating up um, Russell Wilson, but guess what? 340 yards and a touchdown. That's pretty damn good, I'd say. Um, he also ran for two yards, whatever that means. Melvin Gordon um, led the way in carries, 12 carries, 58 yards. Javonta Williams, seven carries for 43 yards. But Javonta Williams also had a man. I, I wish my my only was PPR. He had 11 receptions for 65 yards. That was a great stat line all in itself. Jerry Judy, we saw the 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 the, the deep balls downfield, four receptions, 100 yards TD. Cortland Sutton, the big debate, uh, Judy or Sutton? Judy or Sutton? Coach after the game for lacking Judy, round, needless to say, is is in round one. Okay. Um, I don't know who's got their uh, phone on, but do me a favor. Turn it off. All right, let's go. Uh, I just want to bring up what happened last night real quick as well. Uh, Mike, because I know you're watching. We were in – you want to talk about, like, the ups and downs of fantasy – Last night, I'm sitting here trying to go to sleep. There's no way I could go to sleep last night. I'm literally, it comes down to the last <laughs> minute. I have Javonta Williams, and we are literally tied with a minute left. He takes the screen pass, loses yardage, so I'm losing. Then they get it back to him. Great. I get, I'm, a, I'm in the head now. And because I made a quick phone call, all of a sudden he said, hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and run the clock out. We'll make a world record field goal, and we'll just let Coop win his first victory this week. So I appreciate you, Coach. We'll take the W. All right, let's. I just want to kick around to your thoughts from last night. Um, uh, well, we got we got a question here. Actually, I was just trying to decipher what they were asking. But since Shane, you're our special guest tonight, um, one of our listeners tonight, Brett, wanted to know your thoughts on this team. Is a PPR team. He's got Lamar Jackson, Eckler, Mixon, George Kittle, Keenan. Um, <laughs> who's in your league? Deontay Johnson, Thielen, Hopkins, Damian Harris. He wants to know how you feel about that team. Yeah, is this an eight-team league? Are you sure it's ten teams? Ten team, Brad. You stole the show. Yeah, I really like this team. This is a solid team. Got a lot of upside. Right? Got a lot of studs. Um, but then also some just great depth. Like seriously, I'm like. You have ten people in this league. Are you sure? Is one yeah. of them a baby? Like, I, I want a great team. I would like to add, um, Brett. I like an invite next year. He's also <laughs> here. He said he traded <laughs> Zeke Julio and Lockett for CD Deontay, Damian Harris. That's, I mean, that's a good for you. He's your backup, and he also traded Lazard for Thielen. I mean, it's not not too bad a trade. I, I don't, I don't hate it at all. All right, let's go on um, again, Shane, as the guest. Lazard for Thielen. Yeah, you're on Lazard, but like, come on. No, I like yeah. Thielen better. I'm like, who would? Oh, yeah, gotcha. Absolutely. All right, Shane, give your thoughts on uh, Monday Night Game. Yeah, um, I'm going to need you to not make that phone call next week because that was some yeah. dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, and the worst part of it was is I was watching Good Morning Football this morning with my, my daughters, and it's amazing. My four-year-old daughter loves Good Morning Football now. Um, and we're watching, and I didn't even realize because I had just finished recording. They froze the kicker. He missed the kick on the frozen kick, mm. and they still tried to kick it again. <laughs> like, how stupid can you be? Um, <laughs> the other thing that I would like to point out is that, like, I I'm tooting my own horn here. I predicted that this was going to be more of a 50-50 split with – uh, Javante and Melvin Gordon, and even towards the end of the offseason, I was like, this could really be Melvin Gordon as your thunder and Javante Williams as your, your lightning, and putting Javante Williams in that role, that excites me. Him being in a 50-50 timeshare and only getting and, and truly splitting rushes and receptions, I'm not as interested in, but getting him in the passing game to where he is that type of weapon – I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have enough Javante Williams because I've been a hater, but that's another day, story for another day. But 
that's a phenomenal stat line for both of them, I think. And the touchdowns will come. Like this offense won't score 16 points again for the rest. Like I'd be shocked if they only if they average less than 16 points a game. So yeah, and indeed, I feel you, Fred. What do you think about last night's game? Oh, I think Fred stuck. Nick, how was you about last night's game? <laughs> Uh, first it was, it was all emotion. Uh, I was, no, 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 I'm on. I, 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 I was kind of surprised. I mean, I'm just going to mute him. Cause I know it's catching up to him now that we're talking. <laughs> Go to you, Nick, Nick, let's go to you, Fred. We'll get back to you in a second. Nick, let's say you on last night's game. Uh, yeah, it was all emotion, uh, for that game. I mean, the schedule makers wanted to, wanted to put it together you know, so to pit the two X's together, that's fine. Uh, but there was there was three people responsible for that for that loss, and Russell Wilson not named one of them. Um, you got Javante Williams, you got uh, Melvin Gordon, and you got um, Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett, come on! What you got two hundred seventy five million million dollars? You say. Uh, you son, go over sit up, sit over there. And I heard a stat today: in all time kicking, seven um, percent kickers make field goals sixty yards or more. Seven percent, and you can't get, uh, you can't put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands. Come on, with those weapons too, Nick. Right, like, exactly. What are you doing? And you've paid the man all this money to come over here. He's in his ex team's house. How could you not give him the time? Like, listen, let's, as he said, let's ride. And for my boy Mike, they were leaving Albert O wide open. I was so upset because I was like, man, if they throw it again, they're just leaving the tight ends open. I mean, they had it all day. I just didn't understand what they were doing. Um, That's as dumb as not giving Beast Mode the ball in the Super Bowl and let's, 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 let's try and flick it over the, let's just throw a slant. Agree. Learning from their, I guess, opposite mistakes. Justin, what's your thoughts on last night's game? Uh, on what Nick said, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson were also involved in that stupid-ass move. <laughs> so, I I don't know what else could be said at this point. You know, like, it was a dumb move. Um, obviously, you know, like Nick said, you know, Melvin Gordon and Javonta Williams, especially Javonta Williams, that punch-out was just silly stupid. Mm. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you you want control of this backfield, and you make a dumb play like that. He was just lucky that Melvin Gordon made a dumb play the previous um, drive because otherwise I think they he would have been pulled and Gordon would have finished out the game. So, you know, at the end of the day, they had plenty of chances to do it. Uh, hats off to Geno Smith. You played your ass off, son. I don't know if you're going to have another game like that, but you played your ass off when it That's matters. That's a ceiling. Because this was like the Super Bowl to them. This was Pete Carroll's Super Bowl. He said, I got the last laugh in the Russell Wilson situation. He could probably retire now and be fine with it. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, overall, I thought it was a pretty entertaining game. I forget what defensive lineman they interviewed, but I don't know if you saw that. But, you know, he's all excited, and he's like, hey, I saw you're pretty animated on the sideline after the game. And he says, he goes, yeah, I just got one thing to say. Let's ride. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, he just slapped Russell in the face. All right, Freddie, I know you're on. that they traded when they traded? I yeah, I believe was it Shelby Harris, I think. I yes, that's who it was. Thank you. That's what it was. And he's like, Yeah, that's what happens when you trade your best players. <laughs> he, was going, <laughs> he was going off. It was funny. All right, Fred, I know you're on delay, so we'll wait a second for your response. So give us your thoughts on last night's game. My bedtime's coming up. All right. All right. We're going to run over. I think he's on like Um, an hour. It was a good game. Javante Williams. Stop. Messed up the game with that fumble. Hey, all credit goes to Seattle's defense. They held up strong. And they played without Jamal Adams. Yeah, definitely. Played strong defense without Have a good day. <laughs> That's what Fred's here, that insider knowledge. That's what we love. 
All right, we're going to close things out tonight. Appreciate you guys hanging out. Hope you got some insight. We'll get those waiver wire claims in. Uh, Mike wanted one last little comment. Pete Carroll can go 1-12 and 12 and be happy. Yeah, he's talking about me. I told him last night since I beat him, I can go 1-13. I don't even care that league. As long as I beat Mike, I'm good. All right, Shane, before we close out, my friend, let everyone know where we can subscribe, follow, and get all of your great content all season long. Yes, thank you for guys for having me on. This was a blast. Uh, Justin, anytime you guys need me on, let me know because I'm down to talk trash uh, with you guys. This was <laughs> phenomenal. Um, yeah, so you guys can find me on Twitter at FFShaneB. My podcast is Red Zone Redemption. You can follow the show account at FFRZ Redemption. And all of that will also fall under RotoHeat.com where I also do all the audio editing for their podcasts. Yeah. Nice. All right. Tomorrow night, don't forget, it's Big Game Wednesday. We got two big guests coming in. We're going to have another big champs or chumps, but on the Thursday night game on the Chargers versus Chiefs. So that's going to be lots of fun. We're going to talk about our new rankings that will be out tomorrow and start looking ahead to week two because we got a lot of good and juicy matchups. We want to get your lineup set. So get those waiver wire claims in tonight. Don't forget. We appreciate you all, and we are out. We're on a mission. We're on a mission.